Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Hi, my name is Lisa. And I am in California, if that's okay to say. Uh, Been clean and sober for 35 years and very happy that I am and have found some really great 12-step programs. I currently attend um, ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholic and or Dysfunctional Families. I also attend AA and NA, but mostly just ACA and mostly just for women. Um, I do work in recovery and I work with a lot of men. So I like to go to women's meetings and uh, recovery uh, service is really the greatest gift that I could give of myself with recovery. It's our 12th step, um, stepping up to the plate and doing recovery um, is a great place to be answering phones, making outreach calls, going to business meetings, doing the traditions it really helps. Um, and it's a place uh, where I can lean on when I do struggle with uh, people, places, and things. Um, I love it when we don't mention uh, religion or politics. I love it when we stay in the steps and the traditions. And I just thank you for your time. Sounds like a very interesting place to be. And I look forward to maybe maybe hearing your stories, your experience, strength, and hope. Uh, yeah, my life has uh, changed for the better. It's been nothing but the better. Um, and I do like to, I can't uh, keep it unless I give it away. And I just try to do all the suggestions of the steps of the 12-step program, any 12-step program. And when that doesn't work, I do them again and then, if that doesn't work, I do them again and again and again until finally a little light comes on and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here to serve. I'm doing service. So, um, yeah, and I'm grateful I'm able to do that. And thank you, everybody, for your service and for allowing me to be a service. And with that, I will pass. Rico 12 shares. Hey, hello, this is Tom. I'm a compulsive overeater. I live in California and uh, been sober with food for uh, 19 months. 
Uh, I have a lot of history in Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, came it 20 years ago. Had great success in losing weight. Kept it off for several years. Then I relapsed and rinse and repeat. Uh, so what I'm talking about today, and I'm, there's a, a little thing um, in the big book, which is my manual for living without compulsive overeating, um, that says, we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. This is the first step. The delusion that we are like other people or presently maybe has to be smashed. I always thought that meant I had to smash it myself. You know, I had to somehow, you know, this time I'll really believe I'm a compulsive overeater and I'll have to, I'll do the things I need to do because, you know, I'm just, I'm just hopeless. Uh, but I found that that's not the case. Uh, occasionally I lose my, my, the thread of my recovery. I, I think, well, I've, I've lost the weight. You know, my, my wife's happy with me. Job's going well. Do I really need to do this? Maybe, maybe I don't need to be so busy. Maybe I can run the show. Um, and that begins one more trip to the asylum for Tom. Uh, so, uh, what have I discovered in the last 19 months? Uh, well, I hit a harder bottom than before, and that's when the smashing happened. It was not something I chose. I had been in relapse for several years. I'd gained 100 pounds again, and I was content with the kind of gray, you know, life that, that an addict leads. You know, as long as I keep my job and I keep my marriage, I'll just hang in there and try to drown myself in social media or something. Um, but then a crisis happened that it wasn't a decision. I found myself on my knees praying to a God that I didn't believe in saying, God, take this mess. I, I cannot stand this anymore. That it had my, whatever had stood in the way had, had been smashed. Um, I was no, I was, I will never be like other people. Now, what does working a program in Overeaters Anonymous means? It means I have to keep doing the things that keep it smashed because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm ever hopeful that I can be, I don't have to be a compulsive overeater, that I can eat like a gentleman and, and not need a higher power. Uh, it's very convenient for me to, to believe that that's true. But as long as I remember that night, July 14th, 2021, when I was sitting in a hotel room paying it with credit cards I didn't, ha I didn't have money to pay. And I knew that, that everything was upside down again. That's when I turned to hunt for help. And uh, the smashing had happened. So if you find yourself in the place where it's not smashed, the best thing you can do, and that's what I did in the years of relapse, is pray, God, have pity on this rebel. I am, I am rebellious and uh, I, I'm not giving up, but have pity on me, have mercy on me. And the smashing did happen. So anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. Rico 12 shares. Hey, I'm Justin, and I am a son of God and an addict. Uh, very grateful to have one more day of sobriety today. What a miracle and blessing that is. This morning I was working with a sponsee, and he and I were reading from the big book from pages 132, the bottom of page 132, top of page 133, this paragraph that it just really hit me, and I just want to make a share on it. I'm going to read it real quick and then share a little bit about the insights I had. Everybody knows that those in bad health 
and those who seldom play do not laugh much. So let each family play together or separately as much as their circumstances warrant. We are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We cannot subscribe to the belief that this life is a veil of tears, though it once was just that for many of us. But it is clear that we made our own misery. God didn't do it. Avoid then the deliberate manufacture of misery. But if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. And that last uh, phrase basically, hey, when trouble comes, if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize on it. You know, let God show his omnipotence in that. It takes me back to the RICO 12 meeting a few weeks back with Nikki M. You know, we were having a lot of uh, technical difficulties at the beginning of it. And instead of, you know, uh, redoing everything, we decided just to go with it and let God show his uh, omnipotence as we said, hey, whatever God wills will happen. And those those technical difficulties cleared up and we had a very clear rest of the meeting. And it was really powerful for me. It was a great testimonial that when I am striving to do what God would have me do, when I'm striving to follow that, that his omnipotence is made manifest. And when Things when I'm in a miserable place, I can't just point my finger upward and say, God, you did this to me. No, almost all the time I can look right down at myself and say, hmm, ah, I can see that yesterday or a week ago or a year ago or whenever it was, I did this that eventually led to this negative thing in my life. Now, that doesn't mean that if I get in a car accident and get sideswiped by somebody that it's my fault, but I did choose to go out on the road. But still, um, I can let these negative things be a lesson to me. And if it's a lesson to me and I choose to share about it, it can, can be a lesson to others. I just really appreciate that opportunity that uh, my higher power gives me to reflect that light, hopefully inspiring some meaning, worth, growth in those who listen and those who are around. Anyways, um, I think that's what I want to share today. I'm Justin. I'm still an addict, but I'm a gratefully recovered addict for today. I'll pass. Rico 12 shares. Hi, I'm Ian and I'm a recovered alcoholic. And I wanted to share a little bit today about my experiences with the 10th step of our program. This is where we are instructed to continue to take personal inventory, like we learned to do in step four. We're supposed to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, uh, resentment, fear, things like that. What we're supposed to do with those things is we're supposed to take inventory of them just like we learned to do in the fourth step, right? I think that what the 10th step calls on us to do is write down when we are having, let's say, a resentment against somebody. Somebody's made us very mad and it's, it's really bothering us. I think what we're supposed to do is get out a piece of paper and draw some columns and start by saying who we're resentful at and why and what part of self it affects. I think we're supposed to go through the sick man's prayer where we realize that the people who are harming us are perhaps spiritually sick, just as we are, and then be prepared to look at the situation in an entirely different light, right? 
we're also supposed to do something else. And for a while after I recovered, I wasn't doing this. And that is we are supposed to share these inventories with someone immediately, just as we did in the fifth step. And I'm reading here from the 10 step instructions, page 84 of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, the chapter into action. It says, uh, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, what do we do? We ask God at once to remove them. That's a reference to step six and seven, of course. And then it says, we discuss them with someone immediately. And that's a reference to step five, right? Where we, we, I mean, we shared our fourth step moral inventory with someone, didn't we? Well, we're supposed to keep doing that. But for a while, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't sharing the 10 step inventories I would write. I would sit down, I would write columns where I'd get mad. I would uh, do the sick man's prayer. I would do all the stuff I was supposed to do, but then I didn't want to share it with anybody. Right. I just didn't want to. And this culminated a few months ago with a week where I could tell I was just heading in the wrong direction. Spiritually speaking, I was heading in the wrong direction and the insidious insanity of that first drink, I felt like it was it was lurking around the corner waiting for me somewhere, and it scared me. And I realized what the problem was, right? I realized what the problem was. Right there at the beginning of chapter 6 uh, of, the, of this book, it says that it's perhaps difficult to discuss our defects with another person. And it says, we think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. But there's doubt about that. What our book says is that in actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient, that it is necessary to go much farther. And if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, it says, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. And, you know, having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. That's the direction I was heading in. That's the direction I was heading in. And it hit me. A solitary self-appraisal. Just taking 10-step inventory by just writing some stuff down in the privacy of my uh, my own home, writing it in some little notebook and never sharing it with anybody. Well, I mean, that's an idea, I guess. But that's not the program of recovery in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. It's just not. So what I started to do is... Now I'm on a sort of group chat with a bunch of other recovered alcoholics who I respect and who I know can keep a confidence and who are otherwise, which you might call fifth step qualified. And every once in a while, somebody will send a message to the group that's just as simple as, hey, is anybody available to read a fear inventory or uh, I've got a resentment to share? Is anybody available? And whomever is available will say, yeah, I'm I'm free. And then those two people will just have a private conversation. Maybe they'll do it by text message. Maybe they'll do it by with a, a voice memo. Maybe they'll get on the phone. Whatever works for those people. I don't think there's any real magic in how you do the sharing. What I've experienced, I can only speak for myself, is that sharing a written inventory about, say, a resentment with somebody uh, by you know, a text message and getting their feedback that way, that seems to be doing the job for me. But this revolutionized my 10-step practice, and it immediately cured the problem 
that I was experiencing in my spiritual condition. And so I really recommend to all of you, anybody who's recovered, um, who's listening to this, ask yourself, when is the last time I sat down, wrote out some inventory on a fear, a resentment, a harm to someone else, whatever. When's the last time I took inventory of something and shared it with someone else? Because if it's been a while, I might suggest you try it. Because if you're anything like me, you might really like the results. And if you're not experiencing those 10-step promises, neutrality with respect to alcohol, if you're experiencing temptation to drink, take a look at whether you're following the 10-step instructions. Because if you're not, maybe there's an easy solution. Rico 12 shares. Hi there. I'm Nikki M. And I'm a grateful member of many beautiful 12-step fellowships. And uh, God showed me how to create the fellowship I crave. So I'm a member of that too. And I just want to share that this is a we, not me program. I can't do this alone. I just came off my one of my group's meetings tonight, and I'm watching miracles. I'm watching people transform. They come into the rooms dying. In my fellowship, we use the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we dive deep. We replace drinking for thinking because it centers in our mind. I'm just so grateful because I stay in the middle of my fellowship, and I get to watch people be reborn, myself included. So what do I have? I have sponsees. I have a sponsor. I I sponsor. I take service commitments. I take recovery serious because this is a lifestyle. This is a way of life. Actually, the big book says it's a design for living that really works. So I'm just so grateful because people come in dying and I get to see transformation, common sense become uncommon sense, and people sharing a message. They don't come in and cry anymore. They come in and share about how they found a relationship with a power greater than themselves that restored them to sanity. I'm grateful for my life. Thank you. It is now time to close the RICO 12 Shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength, and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a RICO 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. Hi, I'm Justin and I am an addict and this is the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.